Hello, uh, welcome to another edition of Already His Workmanship's podcast. Today it's Todd, and I have Dell with me. Hey everyone, how's it going? Uh, Logan was feeling under the weather this week, um, so uh, Dell and I are going to braid the podcast uh, without him here. So uh, we hope Logan feels a little bit better, and I'm sure he'll be back next week. So this week uh, we are covering another spiritual inventory topic. And it will be inappropriate anger. So um, let me go ahead and uh, pray us in, and then uh, we can start talking about it. So, Lord, uh, we just come before you today, and thank you for letting us be open and honest and communicate uh, with the people who are listening. We pray that you come into their lives as you've come into ours uh, to bring your life and healing and the life abundant that you promise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um, so, uh, topic of inappropriate anger, right? So those of us who grew up in some unsafe households that had, uh, addiction in them or violence or anger or parents who suffer from PTSD or narcissism or, um, like had people who had like severe depression or, emotionally abandoned all these things are like traumatic childhoods traumatic um situations when we're growing up i just covered a small list right there's far far more things in there right um we end up dealing with anger in one of two ways either we completely ignore it and it never comes up and we suppress it entirely and eventually it just explodes like once every 10 years or whatever right and all comes out at once, or we're really attached to having these inappropriate anger outbursts all the time in every situation. So um, I know that's closer to where I was. There was a period of time where I like totally denied I had any anger at all. And then once I stopped medicating myself, my anger was there all the time, right at the surface. And I had to learn how to deal with it there, right? Um, Mine always showed up as uh, this righteous anger of like, if you know what was done to me, um, you'd be angry too, right? And then we come up in like every situation, right? So um, my wife, uh, who like is a saint more and more to me uh, each day because she's dealt with my issues and love me through them and i've gotten to love her through her stuff um i'm super grateful that we have that deep connection of doing that anyway uh, like early on in our marriage i would just get upset about her all the time for things right she would come home and i would have promised to have done something like uh clean the bathrooms or vacuum the house or whatever on my day off and i would invariably just play video games all day long and then Julia would be mad at me and my wife would be mad at me over something that I had promised to do but didn't do. And she called me on like, that's unacceptable, Todd. And I would like accuse her of acting like one of the people that had emotionally abused me in my life. And I'd be like, like, and get like really inappropriately angry with my wife over stuff. Right. Um, 
And most of that anger was actually towards the person who had done all these like gaslighting, emotional manipulation and emotional abuse. Um, but just because she had said like a phrase that sounded like that person, I blamed my wife for all the things that happened to me as a kid again. And I'd be really angry with her when in reality, I'm the one who didn't say, didn't do what I said I was going to do. Right. I didn't do those things. Right. Um, you know, there's a day that she came home, uh, and asked me what I had for lunch and I had gone out to eat fast food and I lied to her. I said, I had like this and the carrots that were in the refrigerator. And she's like, you didn't have carrots. Cause I took all those carrots with me for lunch for work today. Right. And so then we have this big heated argument where I'm really angry with her. Um, but those are all based around like lots of stuff there, but it was all things that were inappropriate outbursts of anger uh, towards my wife uh, when it wasn't really about her at all. It was about issues there for me. Um, yeah. And so it's the, just that thing there. Um, so those are the things I've a little bit of the things I've experienced, but, uh, I'd like to hear, uh, Dell's point of view on the inappropriate anger stuff that we have as we delve into this one. Yeah, it just, it brings up some, uh, some memories of the day when the days when, you know, I was drinking heavily and partying all night and i just remember <clears throat> that uh it would be about eleven thirty. you know tanya would go out she'd go to costco she would get all the food she'd do everything and i would sit on the bed just being absolutely useless and um <clears throat> listen for the garage so i could pop up act like i'm contributing and the garage would open, it'd be hot, and I'd have to get out of bed at 11.30 and help with the groceries. And just remembering <clears throat> how angry I was just because I just felt so horrible, headache, hungover, and just being angry that I had to actually get up and help with the groceries. So she's out there contributing to our family, and I'm angry because I have to get out of bed and help, right? And uh mm -hmm. So those were those were big, big challenges of the way that I used to live. I remember so often just listening for the garage popping up, trying to act like I wasn't useless. And I would try to endure 15 minutes of contribution, which I barely could. And, um, you know, the I allowed her presence and her contribution to anger me inappropriately. And and those are looking back some of the challenging times of um of my life. Right. You know, you go through amendments and you try to do everything you can to make up for it. But, uh, I mean, those are just really, I just always look at the then and now, and I look at the, the that as, you know, some of the hardest things for me to, to take over. So, um, that, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Just that way that I used to live was just, it was not a good way to live. Yeah. Like, I just, man, just, like, going back through some of these things, I, like, my first time through 12 Steps was, like, 13 years ago, 
And so just going back through and reading some of the places where I was at, uh, and man, I was just like so broken. Um, right. Um, like I have like over and over again, like my temper being an issue, like how I overreacted and was angry, uh, in my life. Um, uh, like just all kinds of stuff that was just like, man, hard. Um, and, and, but I like, I just forgot how angry I was at everything. Um, I was just, man, it was like something that was just always around in my life at the time. And, um, boy, I've really forgotten what that life was like being that angry all the time. Um, like I remember the resentment. I remember some of the other things that were there, but man, there's just that, that continuous being angry at everything. Right. Um, um, yeah. And I hadn't even realized it until we started talking about inappropriate anger, just like how it was just continuous. Like, um, and even like when I was numbing in my addiction, right. I like, I remember having all these outbursts all the times, right? Like, you know, drinking too much. And then like, I, uh, apparently on a cab ride home one night, I started screaming at the cabbie that he was trying to steal from us because he was going the wrong way just to try to make more money. Right. And like, your friends like, what was that about? Like, you were just screaming at him. Like, you're trying to steal from us. I'm like, I don't know. Right. And just like yeah. this latent anger that was just always there underneath the surface, just angry at everything and everyone. Um, and it was really, you know, I know where it's rooted in my past and in my family and all those things. But on the spiritual inventory side, man, I just focused on like so much of my inventory has person did X, then I did this really terrible thing uh, and how angry I was and how I treated them. Right. So um, really rocky relationship with my dad. Um, Just horrible and trying to reconnect with him, like after my parents divorced and stopped living with him in his house and then like didn't see him for several years and then saw him again. And, uh, was involved in his life and worked in his business and then stopped seeing him because I was so angry with him. And then there was a period of time where, you know, I think I talked to my dad five times in 10 years. Right. And it was all because I was so angry about everything. I was so angry with him for how he was and so angry with the situation. That I just stopped talking yep. to him completely. Right. Um, yeah and like talk about inappropriate anger that that's you know what i did like i just completely eliminated the one of the most important people in my entire life from my life almost completely for the better part of a decade um you know and person after person on my list is that right where i would just get angry and i would stop talking to them just eliminate the relationship um so that's that's how i express so many things there 
And there's a lot of people that I would make amends. I would make amends to um, if I could like reach out to them, right? If I had any way to contact them, but I like lost all contact. Uh, yeah. I found a few of them through social media and reached out and made amends that way. Um, but yeah, just person after person in my life. Anytime somebody did anything that re- seemed to remotely harm me, I, I just get super angry and I typically just not talk to him anymore. Um, you know, I had issues come up with work and being angry with people who are my bosses. Um, you know, and I, I've dealt with it, uh, like through my addictions too, like, like through my sobriety, like I got really angry several times at situations that came up at work. Right. So, uh, there's one year where I was really upset that I had to, uh, my son was born on January 15th. And if you're in the sales culture and your company follows the the year calendar for its uh, finances, you know, you have your sales kickoff January 15th every year, right? And I was remember talking to my boss one night and just furiously mad that one of my coworkers uh, was like three days late to it because he went skiing. Right. And I'm like, what you like, what's this, man? I'm sacrificing being home for my kid for his birthday. And this guy's just getting to do this ski thing. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure it sabotaged my career with the company because I just had a terrible attitude about stuff. Um, you know, and that's what anger gets you, right? It sabotages things in ways because you're angry about things. So um i did it a lot during politics especially over covid i got super angry at some stuff right and uh had some angry tirades with uh my dad about the way he was thinking about some things right uh elections and politics and all that stuff and um in the last several years i've just become very very conscious of what i intake for um media and then also i've been really conscious about trying to let people be where they're at not where i would have them and uh, trying to monitor my anger about things right so um i don't know uh, yeah. thankfully my dad likes to argue about politics so uh angry letters that i've had for him uh, or emails or whatever he's taken with a grain of salt and responded back and you know it's been okay but um yeah yeah, I think uh, in addition to not wanting to contribute after hangovers and stuff, I remember some – it's actually even hard to talk about because it's just such a different person back then. But, I, I you know, I'd always been – you know, I did biology, was an ex-athlete, always been in shape, used to be a personal trainer, and then you hit a rut. And I'll never forget the shirtless dude that used to run around the neighborhood. Um, And I would literally drive, be in my car and see people exercising, whether it's running, biking, and I would be angry at them. I would think that they were showing off, right? And doing things that I know I needed to do. I know that I needed to do that to be complete yet. I was in such a rut. I couldn't get a day without drinking to get back on that track. And 
here's this person innocently taking care of themselves and they don't know it, but I'm driving by, right? We had house cleaners and I used to text with my friends whenever they would show up to my house. And it was like, it wasn't that they were doing us a favor by cleaning our house and helping us out. It was, they were interrupting my program of drinking while everyone was gone during the day. Right. So angry at people exercising, angry at house cleaners uh, contributing to our family yet not being cognitive enough to understand that I am the source of the problem. I'm the one drinking. I'm the one inability with the inability to help and assist my family. And, um, you know, it's it just every time I look at these things, I go back and I am always the source of my own problem. Right. And, and so I just now understand that, everything that is put in front of me is merely an ex it's an external stimuli. How I take it and process it is good. And, you know, I was thinking the other day too, because with the kids and the family and I honestly am not sure outside of coaching that I've raised my voice in about three years. Right. And I'm grateful through sobriety and everybody who's been there to help me and just understanding that I don't care if it's on the TV, it's it's that's just an external stimuli. I need to process it and not let it provoke anger within me. Right. And so we've made a, you know, I'm incredibly flawed to this day, but just the the progress and the steps. But when I look in look back at the things that I used to get angry about and I used to yell and I used to raise my voice about, um, you know, I, they were all my own source. They were all my actions and, and the way that I was living and behaving that, that stemmed the inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Um, it's funny as we like look and work on some of these things. I'm like, at the beginning of this conversation, I'm like, Oh man, I really struggle coming up with stuff that I'm, you know, have ways of I uh, have inappropriate anger, right? I even said it at the beginning, like, oh man, I don't remember being this angry all the time. And then, like, the God just keeps on pulling up issue after issue where I'm like, oh, how about this, Todd? Well, how about this one when you're angry here? How about this one when you're angry here? How about this one when you're angry here, right? Um, you know, and that's like the terrible beauty of doing this work, right? Is that um, and once you start pulling the string, you keep on finding more and more and more things uh, in a particular issue that you're like, oh, yeah, oh, man, I need to go. Uh, I need to do that. I need to do that. Um, and, and keep on working on it. Right. Um, uh, one of the things that I do help myself not get inappropriately angry now, that is my cognitive interrupt before that happens even before I get a chance to do like a daily inventory and make amends for the things I did wrong. But like in the moment, right. Is I keep a really good track of specific phrases I have in my head that I know put me into like a victim way of thinking. Um, whenever I'm thinking as a victim, uh, that's when my anger surfaces, right. It's always from this, 
self-righteous victim way of thinking of the world um that you know it is just not a way for me to be able to be productive or do things i'm called to do in the world right like you know i couldn't do this podcast if i was thinking like a victim i couldn't do many of the things i think of of like trying to bring like positive healing into the world um i can't do that angry right but the the little things like that's so wrong right is one of the ones that just that that one is like i know i'm gonna get angry when i say that's so wrong right it's so wrong that this person was treated that way it's so wrong that these children were treated that way it's so wrong that a parent did x it's so wrong like that one for me is like i know that if i'm saying that one it's like a saying get behind me moment like it is extremely damaging to me to be thinking like that and i have to think of it in a totally different way i have to tell myself like todd you're actually not a victim uh you don't have to think that way anymore you actually have autonomy you have a voice um when you think this way you actually victimize others so you need to stop doing that um you need to actually really listen to your tone because uh your tone and the way you our talking can be really offensive to others um you know uh little things like um you know I, i've always felt i always grew up in areas in the world that 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 were like predominantly white right in colorado and where we were living in california but man, moving someplace else uh, where I'm living now, um, you know, where I was living before, I didn't see like systemic racism and, and structured racism existing as much, right? In California and in Colorado, I'm sure they're there. They just weren't in my immediate purview of everyday life. But I, I move here where I'm living and I see like, you know, where there was segregated schooling and then they ordered busing and then immediately all the affluent families uh, that could afford it put their kids into uh into schools uh like into private schools and virtually everybody i meet here's child is in a private school or in a charter school uh like my family's choosing to homeschool and I'm like, oh man, this is like really detrimental, right? The system is really harmful to people that can't afford to make those choices that are predominantly, you know, a different race than I am. And I'm like, oh man, like just being exposed to something totally different makes me think different, right? So there's a really long, uh, like road trip there where I'm just thinking about how those types of things would get me really angry and unproductive, right? Or somebody talking about something would get me angry. Um, but man, after listening to so many people talk in the rooms of recovery, I've just come to believe that like, hey man, like I calls out to kill everybody, right? It doesn't matter if you're poor or rich, man. It only thing it cares about is destruction and the solution's the same. And I can pray for everybody I meet and offer my experience, strength, and hope the best I can. 
and you know do what i can to like honor people where they're at and not get angry about it right so i haven't lived underneath uh, the stuff that they've lived under so um that was a really long kind of soliloquy there but um this is really like thinking about those things in a different way and making sure i just don't get angry like i used to from people who have a different perspective than i do um because you know what the they're they've had a life that's theirs and i need to honor their perspectives um even if it kind of comes into some conflict of my experience in life that's that's okay um and actually um my relationship with you um taught me how to do that substantially better right because i was like you know how do i speak truth in the dell's life in a way that isn't uh, like confrontational and offensive to dell right and um when i just focused on well you know this is what god's done for me uh that's you know it wasn't like berating you for believing something different or having a different perspective um i guess that's what the anger thing is for me is that yeah and i think um one of the beauties especially during these just insanely crazy everything political times one of the beauties of recovery and is that when you're in the rooms and you're trying to help each other and love each other and just get through the day without drinking, without being angry and abusive to others. It's that at the end of the day, I never, when I'm in the rooms, when I'm talking to people in recovery, there is no politics. There is no race. There's no yeah. color, any, anything. It is a matter of, it doesn't matter if you're got tattoos all over your face and earrings or you're a, blue white collar guy it doesn't matter what matters is that you are trying to get better every single day and you find yourself with relationships of people that you never would have had you would you would prejudge them and they would prejudge me and it just at the you know in recovery when you're when you're take going through the steps and in the rooms it's it's man i don't you just love each other and everything else just goes aside. And that's what I really love about maintaining this process because at the end of the day, all these things that people are fighting about are, are irrelevant when you get in the rooms, when you're saying, Hey, let's get through the day and not drink. And I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your political views are. It doesn't even matter. Let's just get together and love each other and take steps in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I just have to, like, keep on doing, like, the same work over and over again, too, right? Like, you know, um, when I'm getting angry about stuff, that's just going to lead me down into some sort of relapse that's, like, really harmful to myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my things uh, we'll, we'll talk about in, like, I think it's, like, in step 10, um uh again is a heart check am i hurting angry resentful um eh, sorry uh uh 
hurting, exhausted, angry, resentful, or tense. Uh, so heart check. So that angry is right there, right? Like if I'm angry, man, I need to pay attention to this stuff. If I'm hurting, exhausted, and angry, man, like that is like I got to take care of myself right away because uh, relapse is just around the corner. If I have all five of those, I'm probably already relapsing, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so just paying attention to that stuff all the time is a huge deal, right? Like, um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, I remember getting like angry about a few things with work and then, you know, having to go do work with my sponsor, right? Like call my sponsor, call my friends, uh, deal with it. So I wasn't angry. Right. And like, um, I remember vividly having to do that over and over and over again. So, um, I remember getting like, as far as like dealing with anger in a healthy way, rather than getting inappropriately angry and, and taking it out in a situation. Um, several years ago, I was camping with friends and a son's friend who was like uh, the friend's son, um, like threw a fit and ended up getting spanked, which is okay. Like, the, you know, I can't spank kids because I can only do it in anger. I can't do it as like a, a thing. So after long conversations with God, I was like, Hey, that's just not something I'm going to be able to do in any healthy manner. Um, but it wasn't about that for me. So then he like makes his son come up and apologize for me for, for throwing a fit and how it affected me. And I'm like, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, I received like amends and apologies from people, right? And like, no little kid is harming me, right? Like, a five year old is not, or a three year old, or a child is not capable of harming me. And so I was really, really angry about it. And I had to go walk and call my sponsor and do like half an hour of work on it. Like, what's this coming from? And I was like, oh, yeah, like, childhood and all this stuff and and like work out of it because i was like so upset at having you know having a child apologize to me um because i was just like that's just why would you force a kid to do that that just doesn't make sense to me but then i you know was rooted in me being forced to apologize to adults when i was a kid and and all these other things that um were my issues that had nothing to do with the situation right and so that's what I've trained myself to do now is when I feel those feelings, um, go talk to them with people. So I don't like take it down the people I have the feelings for, cause it's almost always not their stuff. It's my stuff. So, um, even though I struggle with it still, I have a better plan of how to deal with it. Um, so that's my prayer for you guys listening, right? Is that as you, get each one of these issues pop up and you start dealing with them and you journal about them and you make your list of people that you've harmed because of these issues um, that you're able to have uh, success in starting to um, interrupt those things or interrupt the things you would do because you're feeling them and be like, Oh yeah, like that's, I don't want to do that. And stopping yourself before things escalate and, you know, you have to make amends to somebody in the future um, because of those actions. So um, have you seen some success for you, Dell, and and being able to interrupt getting angry as often? 
Yeah. I just always have to look within, right. I, you know, I say yeah. it over and over, I'm the source of my own problems. Right. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's funny. Cause I look at anything that I am getting angry about now. I give you an example. We, you know, the flies out here are different than they were in California and they're, they're a real pain in the butt. Right. And so I, find myself getting angry when I see in a fly in my house and blaming others like you're leaving the door open too much I mean it's really as long as I wake up mount myself to the train track of what I want to accomplish to the day I just find myself just getting angry about the stupidest things now right and it's nobody's fault that fly could have snuck in anywhere right but I'm always like Oh, the darn girls are leaving the door open because we got this new puppy going in and out all day, right? Um, I I get a little bit angry of of because I've overcommitted. I'm I'm doing too much right now. I'm uh, between work, puppy, coaching, kids, cheer, football. It's constant, right? And so. I, I need to understand that I agreed to do all these things and, and maybe that's the chaos that I need in my life to keep me going. But um, it just, um, I'm just finding myself Todd, just, you know, really, I don't have a lot to be angered over except for just really stupid stuff. So I tried, you know, I catch myself. I love to laugh at myself. I'm very self deprecating and um, it's just really, um, it, you know, I just have to really realize what's important. What's important is that I don't drink every day. What's important that I'm on is, is on is that I'm on a spiritual path. Um, what's important is that I love my family and I'm here and I contribute. Everything yeah. else is kind of nonsense. So, yeah. And, and that's what I've learned for myself, right? Isn't the solution for me is always owning, just relentlessly owning my part in every situation. And if I'm in a situation where I don't have a part in it, uh, acknowledging that and like, but, but just accepting it as it is so I can be well and not go drink. Right. And, <laughs> um, and that's what works for me and it, it works, um, keeps me okay. Um, and uh, I like hope and pray the people we talk to, uh, through this podcast, um, like, you know, can feel the same way, right? Like, can get the freedom that I know God provides for everybody, um, regardless of the situation. And, you know, I, I also pray that, you know, like, I just get better accepting people exactly where they're at. Um, because exactly where they're at is where, where their experience in life has brought them, right? And, like, I, like... I'm not them. I didn't have those experiences. And um, my prayer is that as I talk about my experiences, I could do them in a way that helps and benefits others and doesn't like harm them. Right. And that, that's what I just hope and pray all the time is that God gives me the right words to do those things and keeps me from just being dumb because I have a, <laughs> I have a proclivity for saying and doing dumb things because, because I, you know, am insensitive to others. So that, yep. that's my, that is my hope and prayer um, that I do that. So um, yep. this is the last week's, the last week's, uh, um, 
verse of the uh, trying to clean somebody else's face why mine is covered in contempt for them man that's just that's still deeply working in me like this week i'm not sure how long it's going to take for me to really incorporate that fully into my life but i was like oh yeah this is where my anger comes from too right is like i deal with people in this way or have not all the time but there's definitely sometimes where i have contempt and anger for people and I'm, I'm not appropriate. So, yeah. um, and just, you know, figuring out a way to do that where um, I can do it well and not be a jerk to people. So, yep. Cool. Well, thank you so much for the time today, Dell. Um, I hope this is yes, productive sir. for everybody. Um, keep on working through the fourth step. Um, we're we're going to increase through it. I think we have probably four more episodes in the spiritual inventory um i just want to encourage you guys and pray for you all that we, you know this can continue to be beneficial to you and thank you for coming along the ride with us so yep Del, you thank feel you. like praying us out tonight um after you sir all right i'm god thank you so much for the ability to talk with my friend Dell today and i pray that our words um transform hearts and uh can help others that were like Dell and i dealing with issues that we've dealt with um be transformed by you and uh be transformed in a way that helps make this world a better place in jesus name pray amen amen